Hello, welcome to episode five, which is actually the fucking third time I've recorded that because the first time the audio screwed up and the buzz came back and the second time I got about 20 fucking minutes into this podcast and the fucking cat jumps up on the desk seriously messes with the microphone pulls it out screws it all up and I always wanted these podcasts to be an uninterrupted episode you know uninterrupted nothing getting in the way but no the fucking cat comes along and for those of you that have followed me on social media for those of you that are clients, you know who I'm talking about. Gordon. Gordon the cat. Anyways, hello. Welcome to episode five. How are we, folks? Hope we're doing all right. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a pretty prevalent subject in the form of social media, Instagram in particular, and what we think or see as the ideal. Now, first and foremost, I will say that I've just jumped onto iTunes and I've got six ratings for this podcast and one review. So folks, if you're listening, please do me a favor, go over and give the podcast a rating and a review for me. It only takes a couple of minutes, but you know, the more people that do that, the more people that find the podcast, and I love the fact that it's helping you and you're listening to this right now, but without question, if we can share it with more people, then I can help more people. So, you know, don't be selfish. Don't keep it to yourself, okay? Put it out there. Share it on your Facebooks. You know, record it. You know, do a little review. Let's get it up the charts a little bit. You know, for, you know. For, let's get it in the chart. Let's, <laughs> never mind up the chart. Let's just box off the fucking. Let's get it there first. So tonight's Instagram and the ideal. Um, so here we are. I'm sat here on a Friday night, having just finished my client check-ins for the day, and. A common theme emerges during all this lockdown with regards to what people are up to because obviously people are spending more time on social media than ever right now. More time looking at other people's lives and worse things worse, doing something which we are unavoidable to do, comparing lives. Spending forever comparing lives with regards to what everyone else is up to and looking at our lives in a way which is detrimental to us, which obviously... Yeah, you know how that goes. Because we can't help it. We load up Instagram, we look at these amazing bodies and we go, oh, mine doesn't look like that. And we feel shit about ourselves. And then the biggest one at the moment, the biggest thing that's jumping out to me that I'm seeing as a common theme is the homeschooling thing. These fucking parents which are like, oh, I've got this schedule and from 9 to 10 we're doing PE and then from 10 to 11 we're going to be doing maths and arithmetic and then from 11 to 12 we've got this and the fucking schedules and the planned out going, oh my god, the schools are shut so I'm going to take it upon myself to do what it's taken years for teachers to do. No, 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 no. I'm going to just box things off easily enough because all that training they've had, all those years of going to university, etc. No, that's not needed. I can box it off because I made this kid and therefore I'm able to do it. What these parents are inadvertently doing is not only ruining their relationship with their children because stress is the biggest killer of a family and the biggest killer of relationships and so they're getting stressed because their kids aren't doing their fucking schoolwork or coloring in what they're supposed to or doing their times tables whatever and they're missing the point of whole of the whole lockdown thing it's like yes we're in lockdown but every kid's behind because not a single kid is at school and the kids that are at school aren't a proper school they're being babysat okay i'm sure they're getting a little bit more kind of you know than that so you know educators don't bollock me for this one but it's not typical regular school and so your kids aren't going to be massively behind in comparison to the key worker kids but the problem is with these parents putting their fucking routine up on facebook all you're seeing is a highlight reel social media across the board you know all of the stuff on instagram all the stuff on facebook is highlights nobody shows you the shit nobody's shown you the fucking 
bag of biscuits that they've just ploughed their way through. No one's shown you when their kid's being a little dick and is tearing the fucking wallpaper off the walls, okay? No one's telling you when little Timmy's done a shit next to the toilet as opposed to in the toilet, okay? Nobody's telling you of any of these things because it's not Instagram-worthy. No, they are filming it when the kids are beautifully quiet and they're sitting down doing their colouring and, oh my God, look at the dinosaur that little Timmy's drawn. No, they're not showing you shit. They're showing you the amazing stuff. But the problem is you're comparing your behind the scenes to their highlights you're not comparing highlights to highlights no you're not comparing behind the scenes to behind the scenes because you don't get to see that and you may think oh yeah but that's just their post their instagram story shows me a little bit more behind the scenes fuck off does it i've no rarely i don't I, i can count on one hand how many people i know that actually show the bare bones behind the scenes stuff seriously nobody does nobody does because when you're screaming at your kids and you're losing control you are far too worried about what other people are thinking of your parenting as opposed to going hi this is real i mean fucking hell i specialize my entire business my entire uh public persona is about being real and showing you guys as much as i can and even when my kids are being little dicks i'm not going to fucking put that up you know especially when i'm going bloody ham when i'm telling them to fucking go to the corner and taking their bloody toys away seriously i'm not going to put that on on facebook or instagram because who wants to see that you know so I think first and foremost, the homeschooling thing, we've got to give ourselves a fucking break. A, this is an unprecedented circumstance. And B, just love them. Just spend time with them and recognize that your time, your smiles and your laughter and the memories created from that are enough. You don't need to be sitting down and regimenting fucking six, seven, eight hours a day and going, you're going to do this, 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 this. Let the fuckers be kids. Okay, because pretty soon life is going to go back to normal. And we're going to find ourselves back at school and they're going to catch up on all they've missed because the schools are going to compensate for it, okay? They're not just going to jump back into their regular curriculum. They're going to pace the kids because everybody is at a different level. They're not just going to go, right, welcome back. Um, Never mind all the months you've missed. We're going to skip from page 18 of the textbook we're on and we're going to go straight to page 242 and we're going to be doing simultaneous equations. I don't know. I ran away with that one. So... That's the key. Stop basing and thinking that you're, you are failing as a parent because some other fucker has posted a picture of their schedule. I can sit on my laptop right now and put together a schedule and go, ooh, look what our kids are doing. Who says they're actually doing it, okay? Let me give you a little highlight of what our life looks like, okay? We're getting up in the morning, whatever time we really feel like, basically. The kids get themselves out of their room because the door handles in our new house are lower, so they just get up. So much so that we've actually bought an additional CCTV camera for the playroom basically where the, the triplets go in the morning so we could just keep an eye on them from the bed <laughs> that's the that's the level that we've got to and then shortly after we hear them up and about we're up and about we're sorting breakfast and then basically we're just monging out in front of the tv for a bit the kids will probably want to watch something on disney plus so we're putting that on sooner or later the kids go i want to do something creative so we'll maybe get some coloring out maybe get them to kind of do you know their abcs one two threes etc i should clarify for those of you not sure the triplets are going to be four next week so that's their age bracket you know as far as the boys are going yeah we're doing a little bit of you know you've got your schoolwork to do the stuff they're being set um and of course you know when able when is appropriate you know the family are doing joe wicks's workout at nine o'clock in the morning but other than that guess what we're doing for the day we're fucking chilling because with five kids in the house there's enough stress we don't need to add to that stress by going i'm gonna put a routine in place that nobody wants to fucking stick to and so i'm gonna force everybody to fucking stick to it Okay, it's not going to work. 
And you're probably wondering, Moisey, you got a little bit off, on, off track here. I thought we were talking about Instagram. Well, Instagram and social media in general about it making you feel inadequate. More Now more so than ever, you're on your phone more. But now more so than ever, it's vital that you limit and you control what you consume. Because you're not just consuming from your mouth and calories and drinks and foods, etc. You're consuming with your ears, your eyes, your nose in some occasions. Okay, Everything that you digest, everything that you consume ends up being the making of you and how you think and how you feel. And so the stuff you put into your brain from social media will influence who you are as a person and how you act. Okay, and I will say, like I said, from a uh, from growing up from a broken family and raising a family, you know, raising two parts of a family, if you will, you know, you begin to get a semblance of what works and what doesn't. I can tell you that stress in itself doesn't work. It doesn't build relationships. It doesn't build a family. It fucks it up. And putting a routine in place because Janice on fucking Instagram has put it up going, oh, that's what we should be doing. No, 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 we shouldn't be sat there in the morning playing games on the Wii or, you know, playing the Switch or just, you know, watching something. Oh, no, 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 we must be doing regimented schoolwork and have a schedule to our days. Yeah, I'm not going to be around the bush. It is important that we have some kind of semblance of structure, but it's certainly not important that we regiment the entire house to it and ruin the relationships, which right now we're in a great position to be able to strengthen. Think of the fucking memories that you're creating right now with the kids, with the family, you know, the things that you're able to do, the time you're able to spend. My triplets have been outside with me. I've been working on the bike, been working on the car. And they've turned their first screw. They've been doing up bolts, etc. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Or nothing in the moment, I should say. But that is the first semblance of, what are you doing, Daddy? I'm interested. That's the first semblance of me teaching my kids how to service a car, for example. You know, They've been baking with their mum, You know, which everyone's going a little bit ham with the baking at the moment. But they've been knowing how to or learning how to bake and kind of watching us do things, be productive. You know, Not just sit there and be stressed because we've just got back from work. Because let's not beat around the bush, folks. When we come out of lockdown, when life goes back to normal, all that fucking stress of day-to-day life, being tired, being stressed out, comes straight back in again, okay? So we've got to make sure that we do make the most of right now, but you've had enough podcasts of me talking about that. Touching on social media further, today I finished check-ins, okay? I finished talking to my clients and coaching them through their week, setting them up for the week ahead. And a common theme, a common theme which is there every single week is the physiques that they are chasing and the people that they are absorbing off of Instagram. Now, let me tell you folks from someone that has worked in this industry for a very long time, met a lot of people, a lot of athletes and has been there and bought the fucking t-shirt as far as training and experience goes, you are not seeing reality. You are seeing very, very cleverly taken pictures of the specific lighting to make sure that muscles are accentuated, to make sure that curves are accentuated. Only yesterday I got sent a fucking savage picture of a girl which was promoting a fat loss injection where basically you inject it into you and it melts the fat away. She neglected to mention that in the before and after picture that she posted, she was standing completely differently, therefore accentuating her glutes more so in the second picture than she did in the first. Hell, those pictures may very well have been taken 10 seconds apart. And this is what you're not seeing. You're not seeing the behind the scenes, you are seeing the highlight reel. You're seeing what people want to show you. 
you're sat in the car looking down at the rolls on your stomach or you're sat on the sofa looking at the rolls of your stomach or in your sunbed, whatever, and you're going, oh, I wish they weren't there. Truth of the matter is, every fucker's got them because they're skin rolls, okay? Yes, there may very well be some body fat in there, but let me tell you, folks, the lean females that you're looking at on Instagram, they haven't had a period in about six months because of something called amenorrhea, okay? Their body fat is so low that their body has gone, we don't need to worry about producing babies right now. We need to make sure we keep this girl alive. So you may be looking at her going, oh my God, I'd love to look like that. But do you really want to be completely fucked up from a physiological perspective, purely to be a little bit leaner? And blokes, you're looking at these guys which are absolutely ripped and stacked. And I've been there. I've been on Instagram looking at the Facebook pictures and gone, that's what I want to look like. I'm going to strive for that. And I've been been in a naive position to go, yeah, I'd love to look like that. And trust me, folks, that road led me down a dark, dark place. Because back in 2013, I did steroids. I went on gear because I was chasing a physique. I was trying to kind of attain what I saw on Instagram and Facebook thinking, yeah, that's possible. But the problem is it's not possible because nobody walks around tensed. Nobody walks around with the perfect lighting. You'll be amazed how quote unquote shit someone's physique looks when you take the lighting and you take the filters away and you take the contraction away. People look normal. The most important thing for us to strive for is not just a physique goal, but a feeling. To make sure that our training, to make sure our nutrition, to make sure the protocol and the system program, whatever that we're following, promotes our quality of life. And quality of life doesn't just come from having abs. Because if that's all you focus on, I guarantee A, you ain't going to keep it. B, you'll never properly achieve it because what you're trying to achieve is not realistic. And C, you're not going to feel better. You're not going to be a happier individual because you look down and you can see a washboard. You know, because A, you're tensing, B, you're laying down, and C, nobody fucking sees that. Who walks around in England with their shirt off all the time? Nobody. The funny thing is, when you get lean enough, and guys, I'm specifically talking to you here, when you get so lean that you're, you know, you've got a decent physique, the only time you get to show it off is in the summer, in the garden, maybe mowing the grass, and when you go swimming. That's it. The rest of the time, you're covered up, and you don't even look like you lift anything. So, there's swings and roundabouts to this. And girls, when it comes to the glute pitches, etc., you'll notice that every single one of those glute pitches is taken from a very specific angle, okay? Firstly, you've got genetics that come into play with regards building glutes in the first place, okay? You've got to look at how your mum, your dad, your nan and granddad, etc., were, and you've also got to look at ethnic, ethnic backgrounds. You know, Brazil, for example, uh, ladies in that uh, originate from Brazil or, you know, North America, not North America, sorry, South America, naturally have larger glutes, you know? It's part of the genetic makeup of, what's the term, their uh, origin. But, you know, Girls from Britain, etc., we've got to work, we, you guys have got to work extra harder to build your glutes because you don't have that genetics behind you. So you can't go comparing yourself to somebody who's Spanish or, you know, somebody who's Brazilian and go, oh my God, their glutes are amazing because you didn't have the genetics to start with, you know, comparing your abdominals to somebody else. You don't have the genetics. People with misaligned abdominals, they go, oh, I want my abs to look like that. If your abs are misaligned, that's fuck all you can do about it. It's your physiological makeup from the origins and insertions of your muscles. There's nothing you can do to change that. And this is why when it comes to bodybuilding, it is such a luck sport. The work is there as far as the diet goes. The work is there as far as the training goes. Don't get me wrong. However, 
when it comes to the physique that you reveal underneath, 90% of it is either gifted to gifted to you by your parents slash grandparents, your ancestry, or it's not. And going back to the ladies with the glutes, look at the pose. It's always the same pose because it's taken from an angle which is a trick of the eye. It minimizes the size of the waist and maximizes the curvature of the glutes. Because if you then go watching the videos for these girls, you'll notice that, ah, where's her bum gone? It's because she didn't have a massive, huge ass like you originally saw in the first place. It's either a very, very cleverly designed legging, a pose, or a combination of the two. Or worse, it's Photoshop. So guys, across the board, you've got to recognize that social media is not this amazing tool to motivate you that you think that it is. You're not going to jump on there and see reality. You're going to jump on there and if you're the kind of person that goes, that's an awesome physique, I'd like to get close to that or you know, it's, it inspires me to go to the gym, then go for it. I couldn't be asked to do my workout the other morning. I opened up social media. The Rock was talking at the end of his weight session and that alone inspired me to go and train. Okay, not because I was going, I want to look like The Rock, but just it inspired, you know, I'd fucking love to look like The Rock, but it just inspired me to go and get in my garden for a session that I didn't feel like doing, you know? And granted, I know, he's, you know, he's got his fucking home gym, which is in his garden. I've got a couple of dumbbells. It's hardly fucking relative, but that inspired me. However, if I was to sit there and go, oh my God, you know, I can achieve that physique, I would be kidding myself because the guy is fucking six foot seven. I'm five foot 11. It's not going to be able to compete in that sense. The guy is older than me, has been training consistently the majority of his life, has had a career in wrestling. And that's another thing that I need to touch on. A lot of these Insta celebs are, their entire job is based on sponsorships, ad deals, and affiliations. They're basically, their job is to look good. They are models. Okay, their job is to make sure they look after their physique, to make sure they train. Therefore, they've got the time to do it, okay? Because it's all they exist to do, to lift their weights, to do their exercise, and to consume their meals, a lot of which are fucking pre-prepped for them. With you, you've got to go to work. You've got to look after kids. You've got sleepless nights because the fucking cat woke you up, you know? Or you've got all of these things in day-to-day -day life that you have to juggle. Now, I'm not saying that you can't achieve a great-looking physique. What I'm saying is... It all went wrong the moment you started comparing yourself. Be it as a parent to the fuckers that are doing the schedules right now. Be it as a physique and what you're doing in comparison to somebody else. What you need to do is strive to have the best physique you can. Very, very simple. If you look down and you go, I've got too much body fat on me, then you can do something about it to optimize it. Okay. Instead of comparing, you don't need any comparison. You just look down and go, I've got too much body fat. I would like to get rid of some of that. And then you look at the deeper reason. I'd like to get rid of some of it because it's affecting my self-confidence, because it's affecting my quality of life. And that's the key phrase here, folks. Why do we do anything that we do? It's because of quality of life. Okay, we want to transform, we want to reduce our body fat, not because just getting rid of that body fat makes us feel better, but it gives us a better quality of life. We stand taller, we're more confident, you know, we're able to do things we didn't do previously. To round out this podcast, I took on a client a few months back and we had a conversation and one of the goals that he wanted to achieve was to be able to step onto a beach and take his shirt off and not feel self-conscious. And I thought, fucking brilliant goal, love that. You know, it's emotional, there's confidence behind it. And as we got deeper into the conversation, it came across that he wanted to do it because he wanted to have that feeling of, you know, that moment, that epiphany moment of taking his shirt off. And I said to him, that's not going to happen. 
And he was like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, right now, I said, you go to the beach and you think about not taking your shirt off because you think I'd like to, but I don't feel confident. I said, when you get to the beach, once you've achieved your goal, it doesn't come from, you know, thinking I'm going to take my shirt off and people can see what I've achieved. It actually just comes from a perspective of not thinking about it. He'll get to the beach, he'll take his shirt off and he'll just relax under the summer sun because he doesn't give a shit what other people think. Maybe 20, 30 minutes into sitting on this towel, he'll then think, oh, fucking hell, I'm sat here without a shirt on. But in the general scheme of things, that's what the point is. It's the freedom. You don't need to compare yourself to Instagram or Facebook. If there's accounts that you follow that cause you to feel inadequate as a person, as a parent, as an athlete, Fuck them off, unfollow, mute them, whatever you've got to do, particularly at the moment, because we are all in a very, very, very fragile place as far as our mindsets go right now. We are juggling so many emotions, juggling so many things, so many stresses that we don't need Instagram to add to that, okay? If they inspire you, if they get you off your ass to go and do something that awesome, then it's productive. But to sit there and go, I am a shit parent or I am a shit human being, or I haven't achieved that, I'm a lazy fucker, and if it sits there and causes you to self-deprecate, then it really had the opposite effect of what it should have had in the first place. I found myself in that trap, as I said. I found myself doing something which absolutely caused so much damage to my life. You know, it changed my personality, it changed my relationship with my family, I was disgusted by who I was for a very long time because of what I did. Because what? Because I was chasing some extra gains. Gains that you don't get to keep after fucking taking steroids anyway. Seriously, folks. Instagram and comparing yourself to others will only ever lead you down to a dark road. You know, be motivated by people. Be inspired by people. In some conditions, emulate people. If you see behaviors that you go, I'd like to to do that, you know. I did that when I was motivated to achieve a lower body fat percentage before we went to Florida um, back in 2018. I emulated the rock of him getting up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I did the same thing because I thought, actually, you know what? I need to get shit done. Right now, during lockdown, I don't need to get up in the morning. So I'm not going to. And I'm not going to fucking feel guilty because I haven't done. Because, yeah, he can still get up at whatever time he wants, but I'm going to enjoy my sleep because pretty soon life's going to begin again and I will be up at 5 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Whereas right now, I don't have to be. I can stay in bed and there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Folks, I put up a post this week on my Facebook. And if you're not following me on there, do make sure you head over to at Chris Moyes Fitness on Facebook. But the caption of that was, be yourself because everybody else is taken. I have achieved so much more through my business as a person when I was... I stripped away everything and I was just honest about who I was as a person and then I was honest about what I wanted and I accepted my flaws. People ask me, what's the thing you're looking forward to most coming out of lockdown? Obviously, pushing, catching up with family and giving my mum a hug. Biggest thing, I want fucking McDonald's to open back up because I've missed my sausage and egg McMuffin and I want a flat white, okay? And I'm a personal trainer. Technically, on paper, on Instagram, I'm not supposed to say that kind of thing. Seriously, folks, don't get suckered in to comparing yourself. What you're doing is just fine. If you want to get up in the morning and you just want to relax with your kids and you just want to coast each day and sit in your pajamas all day watching films, you fucking do it. If you want to get up and go for a run or go for a walk, go for it. If you want to do something, 
do it. But don't do it because you feel you should because fucking Mary on Instagram is doing it. You're not going to serve yourself. You're not going to serve the people around you. And when the dust settles, you're going to be no happier and no better off as a person. You're just going to look at all of the other things you haven't done or haven't achieved. Achieve things in your way. Be you because everybody else is taken. And don't compare yourself to Instagram because it will lead down a very, very dark road, which lucky enough, I was able to come back from. I was able to repair my relationship with my family. I would say that it was the catalyst that cost me my marriage. Um, But life got good. Life got very good. And I found myself in an amazing position with an amazing partner and amazing family. But for the longest period of time, I hated myself. And it was very hard to deal with. And luckily, it began this kind of journey of self-discovery and this journey of kind of repairing myself. Whereas I know too many people that have gone the other way. And it's got a lot, lot darker until there's nothing anymore. You've got to look after yourself, folks. You've got to look after your head because your head controls everything. Okay, What you think affects what you do. And what you do can either be of positive or it can be of negative. But it all starts with how you perceive yourself and how you perceive your world. You've got a choice to be an absolute dickhead. You've got a choice to be an absolute just fucking twat when it comes to how you live your life. And you've got the choice to absolutely destroy your own self-image. Or you can take this as an opportunity to actually realize that that account you follow on Facebook or Instagram isn't actually serving you. And every time it pops up, it just makes you feel shit about what you're not doing. But in actual fact, what you're not doing may not even be something that you need to do in the first place. Because it's not just about be you because everyone else is taken. It's live your life because everybody else is living theirs. Best thing I ever did for my personal training business was to not follow the crowd, not follow anybody else, what they were doing. Every time I start looking at other personal trainers' accounts and I keep thinking, oh, I should do something like that, is when things go wrong. As long as I pave my own way through this industry, pave my own way into the world with my heart, and I speak from my heart as I do in these podcasts, that's always when things have gone right. So folks, that's it. That's it for episode five. A little bit longer. In fact, the longest one we've had so far. I think it's going to be about half an hour by the time I wrap this one up. But big thank you for sticking with it this far. Okay, I would love your feedback. Okay, be it on Instagram, be it on Facebook, especially on iTunes. Let me know. Okay, let me know how you're finding these because not just for future topics about what you guys want me to give my take on, but also about the impact that these audiobooks are having on you. You know. Be it you're walking for half an hour, you know, there's something that you use to listen to during your cardio. Do you listen to it with the craziness of kids in the background? You know, where are you listening to this? What are you up to right now? Because wherever you are, I hope that this podcast has served you. I hope that it's made you think about things in a different way. And I'm hoping it's made you take action because you've actually got the ability on your phone right now to go onto Facebook and go onto Instagram. So do it. Okay, you can still listen to me while you're doing it. Go on there, unfollow those accounts or even mute them if you don't want to unfollow them. Okay. And that can go for business, that could go for physique, whatever causes you to feel shit about the world that you've created or creating, get rid of it or mute it. Only keep the stuff which is going to serve you. You know, if you, to put this in layman's terms as we wrap this up, 
if you consume something that you're allergic to, your body's kind of have it's going to have a negative reaction to it, and you're going to feel like shit. Okay, you're not going to not be very well. You need to think of your brain as the same way. If you consume something through your eyes or through your ears, which your body is going to have, which your mind, sorry, is going to have a negative reaction to, is that not the same thing? Folks, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. And I'll see you on episode six. Uh, And in the meantime, like I said, if you want to see any more, then head to Instagram, go to at Chris Moyes. You'll find my account on there. You can find more information with regards to coaching, etc., on moyeshealth.com. Or of course, as previously mentioned, you can also follow me on Facebook at Chris Moyes Fitness. And finally, with regards, you know, news that's been announced this week, which the lockdown has been extended in the UK for at least another three weeks. The final thing I want to touch on is this. Accept what you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. See, you thought I'd forgotten about that, didn't you? I'm going to try and squeeze it in every podcast. Folks, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy, and I will catch up with you next week. Toodles.